0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 837. We're looking up Matthew chapter 24, verses 45 to 51. Let's read the passage. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give them food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says in his heart, My master is delayed, and starts to beat his fellow servants, and eats and drinks with drunkards, that servant's master will come on a day he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know. He will cut him to pieces, and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in this section toward the end of Matthew's Gospel, this final discourse. Matthew has these five discourses, extended teaching segments, and this is the last one, the Discourse on the Future, also called the Olivet Discourse because they're on the Mount of Olives. Jesus had predicted the destruction of the temple as they were leaving the temple for the final time. And the disciples then asked him, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? They ask it as a single thing. All these things are synonymous to them. But Jesus' answer is pretty extensive and he's really answering different segments of their question. He talked about there be hard, difficult times that will occur. But that is not a sign. And the lesson for them is to endure through those times. There's always hard and difficult times. And he talked about the destruction of the temple. And that it will ha- happen suddenly. And when that happens, that means there's trouble. Then he talked about the rise of false Christs and these cosmic events. And as we talked about it then, there's some disagreement on whether he's talking about the destruction of the temple he's talking about his second coming. Then he starts clearly talking about his second coming. And in it he says there will be no sign. It will be unexpected. It will be sudden. It will catch everyone by surprise. And the lesson is to be prepared in advance. Now he starts telling some parables to illustrate that teaching about the suddenness and need to be prepared. So we pick it up now in chapter 24, verse 45. And this is worded awkwardly for us, but he's basically given this parable where there are two servants. He's given this parable, and it could be understood two different ways. Either one servant in two different scenarios or two different servants. I think it's best to understand it as two different servants, two scenarios, basically. The scenario is that a master Leaves his servant in charge, in charge of his household. So, meaning to take care of everything and be even in charge of the other servants. And the master leaves for an extended period of time with an unknown return time. The first one is the faithful servant who carries out the master's will. The second one is the unfaithful servant who is not prepared for the master's return. So, pick it up in verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give them food at the proper time? So, this is kind of an introductory question. Of these two servants, which one is the faithful and wise servant? And he links those two together because to be wise is is then to be faithful. And to be faithful requires one to be wise. And he is left in charge, in charge of the entire household. And it says to give them food. He's talking about the other servants. So he's in charge even of the other servants and making sure that the other servants are taken care of. And the other servants do their job. So he's left unsupervised in charge of everything. Verse 46. Blessed is that servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. So here we have the master returning. He's been gone and now he returns. But the return time has been unknown. It's unknown until the master returns. And when the faithful servant, the master returns, he finds the servant is doing his job. Verse 47, truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Well, the theme here is talking about being prepared. Being prepared for the second coming of Christ. And how is this servant prepared? He's prepared for the master's return by faithfully doing his job. He takes care of the home that was what he was told to do. He provides oversight for the other servants, and so it doesn't matter when the master returns. he's ready because he's doing what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, interesting, notice his reward says he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Well, it sounds like he was already in charge, it may have just been he was in charge for this specific time period, but regardless of the details, the reward is more work. The reward for carrying out responsibility well is more responsibility. More responsibility within God's kingdom is essentially what he's teaching here. What's that mean for us? Well, we see a truth expressed several times in the Bible that God will place those he trusts in positions of greater responsibility because it requires a higher level of trust. Verse 48, But if that wicked servant says in his heart, my master is delayed. So here we're dealing with the second part of the scenario. Same issue. Master leaves for an extended period of time with an unknown return date. Leaves one of the servants in charge. This servant is not the faithful servant, but the wicked servant. He says in his heart, my master is delayed. And starts to beat his fellow servants. And eats and drinks with drunkards. So, this servant, also unsupervised, and he does not do what his master has left him to do, he acts unsupervised. And he takes advantage of a fellow servants and basically feeds his own sinful desires. Verse 50, that servant's master will come on a day he does not expect him and an hour he does not know. The day and hour, we saw that in verse 36, where it was very clear that Jesus was now talking about his return. He says, now concerning that day and hour, no one knows. So using the same language here, day and hour, this servant is not living in a state of readiness. He's not doing his job. Where the first servant. It didn't matter when the master returned because he was doing his job. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And so he is ready. The second servant thinks, I don't need to be ready because I don't think the master's coming back anytime soon. Therefore, I will do what I want to do. I will live for me versus doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so, the master returns unexpectedly, catches him by surprise. Verse 51, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, what he mean, cut him to pieces? We don't see that as an Old Testament punishment. Well, remember, this is a parable. And often where the parables depart from reality or go into extreme exaggeration, that's where the lesson is. So, the lesson here is not living in a state of readiness. So, basically, it's a metaphor for severe punishment. So, cut him in pieces, there will be severe punishment. Assign him a place with the hypocrites. Now, what the wicked servant is doing is not hypocritical. It's unfaithful. Jesus called the scribes and Pharisees hypocrites because they claimed to be following the will of God, but were not. So, how does it fit here? Well, he was clearly saying the scribes and Pharisees were hypocrites. They were outside the will of God, and they were going to experience judgment because of that. So, I think it's best to understand here that he's using hypocrite as basically a general description of those who place themselves outside the will of God. Most people think they're doing what God expects. They're doing good enough. But they're not which makes them hypocritical and th- where's the, this place they're all assigned the wicked servant and the hypocrites the place where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth this is a phrase often used to describe people suffering god's judgment weeping sadness gnashing of teeth that uh, basically means grinding of teeth you hit your thumb with a hammer you grind your teeth and cry tears And like this is worse than hitting your thumb with a hammer. This is God's judgment, eternal judgment. And so the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth is the description of God's judgment, which is hell. Now, this parable is illustrating what Jesus has just said, that there will be no sign of his coming. So the lesson is to live in a state of readiness. In the parable, living in a state of readiness looked like doing his job. He did what the Master instructed him to do. So, what do we take from this? That we have to do our job and earn heaven? No, this is not a lesson about how to experience salvation. That's clearly by faith. We experience salvation through faith. This is a lesson on living a faithful life. Living with a state of readiness, expecting Jesus to return knowing there's not going to be a sign. We're not going to suddenly get a sign of, oh, Jesus will return a week from Monday, so I'd better straighten up my act. It's that there will be an unknown time in the future where unannounced with zero warning, Jesus will return, and then there will be judgment and accountability. And so we should live in a state of readiness, expecting his return, knowing that we don't know when it's going to be, but we do what we're supposed to do. What is it we're supposed to do? Well, that's what we're learning in our study of the Bible. Basically, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to live in a state of readiness, a state of faithfulness, living faithfully as followers of Christ, being God's hands and feet in the world and being God's representatives in this world. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.